the Aural Malpractice podcast contains material not suitable for most audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a child or easily offended, turn it the fuck off now because we don't have time for your bullshit. Saying no cannibals allowed in our Tinder profile, it's the RO Malpractice Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Chris, your host, and I have alongside me your colleagues, or my colleagues rather, Dr. Josh. Hitler? We're, we're gonna... Who is this? Who, Hitler? No, who's, who's talking? Like right now? Yes. Nobody. Okay, so Dr. Josh, I guess there is a fucking protocol to this. <laughs> God damn it! I'm Dr. Tom. What was it you wanted to talk about? I don't remember. I don't feel comfortable petting my cat anymore because I read that when you rub a cat's butt, it's touching an erogenous zone. You're jacking off your cat every time you scratch his ears or something like that. Wow. Like, it's sexually pleased by that. That's why they push up against your hand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's sort of like you shoving your dick into your friend's hand. Yeah. Like, when you do that. People hate that. (laughs) Well, they hate it if they don't know you. That really just depends on the the type of relationship you have with them. There's a protocol to it. Relatives definitely do not like that. Mm. It is amazing to find out that Rubbing a pussy is an overtly sexual act. (laughs) Does anybody have any thoughts or questions based upon what we talked about last time that we managed to get together here? No, that podcast is dead to me. Mm, Yeah, I don't remember much about it. Okay. All right. I I mean, I I do have something that I wanted to say about it, and that is... uh, Dr. Josh, at the risk of further inflating your ego, I will say that I owe you a very large apology for the uh, discussion about cannibals in the last episode. I mean, clearly uh, I was inebriated and wasn't paying attention to what I was saying, and you, sir, made some very good arguments, and I'll just tell you uh, firsthand that the shit that I was saying, it don't work. Do you know that, like, by experience now? Are you no longer talking out of your ass? You usually just talk out of your ass, and that's what we've come to expect. But have you been dating cannibals lately? I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a date as much as... A terrifying ordeal. Yes, mm. I, it definitely terrifying ordeal. So I was in California on business, and I went to the bar, had a couple of beers, and I'm sitting there, and this lady comes up to me, and she's... she. Uh, I should have been suspicious, because she said to me, oh, well, oh, aren't you looking tasty tonight? And I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I thought she was just coming on to me. And could, so, could have just been a trans person. It, it could have been. Oh, I mean, her, boy, I was counting down to see at what point you guys would bring that up because <laughs> it's controversial. Yes. Well, anyway, it, it could Let's have just been, go I, to the easiest thing possible every time, guys. California is a Spanish word for transvestite cannibal. Point taken. Thank you. <laughs> Regardless of whether he, she, it... Z, Zay, whoever, uh, it was male or female. I never got to figure... Well, if it's a cannibal, we don't care what it is. Yes, it's it's a cannibal. Oh, they don't like being called it. Yes, well, 
So, yeah, well, you know what? Then don't be a jerk. Exactly. So went back to their Fair apartment. Enough. They invited me back. And I remembered the conversation that we had. And they said they were going to go and get, you know, comfortable. So Wait, I, hold on. You invited a cannibal you met in California back to your apartment? No, she invited me to her apartment. Oh, I'm not paying attention. Fine. I went with her to her apartment. And then I, I started thinking about the last episode. And I'm like, um... She might be a cannibal. I'm starting to think about you in hookup culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's disturbing to think about, I know. But anyway, so sure enough, well, I opened the- More f- boring than anything. Fuck both <laughs> of you. Anyway. <laughs> Go masturbate your cat. I opened her fridge when she wasn't around, just like looking in there. And sure enough, there's a bunch of Tupperware containers with people's names on it. But the worst part about it was they were in alphabetical order according to first name. Who the fuck alphabetizes stuff by first name and not by last name? Robots. It it, it was just terrible. And of course, then she comes around the corner, sees what I'm doing, and takes the knife out from behind her back that she was planning to stab me with. I slammed her with the refrigerated door, ran out of the apartment as quickly as I could. She was following me, but luckily there were a bunch of homeless people in the alleyway, so I just tossed them in front of her and managed to get away. So you're absolutely right. Trying to reason with an OCD cannibal is definitely a no-go. And also, strangely enough, the same state that is known for vegans is also, uh, according to Dr. Tom, known for cannibals. So you'd think if there were so many vegans there that they would be against eating human flesh, but I I guess... Well, veganism is always a moral choice. Let me see if I'm really getting the point of this whole thing. Is it about how far he can throw a homeless person? So she was actually a lady. I'm guessing. I I didn't get a chance to see. You didn't get a look under the hood? No. I I was too afraid for my life. So you weren't able to reason with her? I I didn't really have the time. Talk her into it? No. Listen, you can eat me, but first... (laughs) Uh, That's one way to go out. There was no time. There was no time? No, because... You had time to go through the fridge? No, she was coming at me with the knife, so I slammed her with the fridge door and bolted. Listen, I'll eat you, then you eat me. So anyway, Dr. Josh, like I said, I apologize. You were definitely in the right. Well, apology accepted. And I have to say, of all the things that you could apologize to me for, that was probably the very, very bottom of the heap. But I appreciate it nonetheless. Dr. I want a list of things he should apologize to you for. (laughs) Well, I will will compile my grievances for you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. We can have a trial. Oh, that sounds no. great. No, can I that, be the bailiff? As long as I can be the chainsaw lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to explain that movie idea to somebody recently, and they did not get it. What? What's have they never get? seen a chainsaw before, or have they never seen a courthouse? Maybe I just didn't describe it right. I don't know. They were more confused than anything. Here's how you describe a movie about a chainsaw lawyer. There's this guy, he shows up in court, and he murders everyone, and has all these like witty court phrases that he slightly modifies to be about murdering people with a chainsaw, and it's a comedy. I'll try that next time. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. Yeah, when you say it. When I say it, well, anytime a government employee is murdered, an angel gets his wings. Oh, good. We're all going to get audited now. Can you get audited? I'm not even sure if you're human. They could try. We are making advertising dollars within the U.S. of A. Yeah. Whether or not we're here, you know different story well those are local businesses i mean well no that's true now that <laughs> yeah I think yeah about they're it. local businesses so they're not in the united states and clearly oh, not subject to u.s tax code well, you fucking moron 
Dr. Tom, you took it upon yourself to get our content here into another avenue or two. So now if people want to, they can find Aural Malpractice on YouTube and Rumble. We currently have two subscribers, so if you want to come find it. If you would like to publicly associate yourself with this podcast. (laughs) Get us enough attention to get banned. We'd appreciate it. How do you guys feel about bringing Hitler back from the dead? It's a terrible idea. I don't like it. Okay. Dr. Josh, you are an intergalactic talent agent, at least uh, as of the last episode, you still were, correct? Yeah. I just want to, first of all, applaud you for doing everything you could for Scooter and getting, getting that content out there. I think it's really awesome. You and all of the work that you've done in finding these great talents have inspired me to try to find my own talent. And I, I, I will say that <laughs> I'm... Are you a pimp? No, I'm definitely not <laughs> that. But I'll say that I may not be anywhere near as creative as Scooter, but I, I, I take a lot of cues from the earth artist Weird Al Yankovic, who... Uh, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> Hold on. Are you, are you trying to find other talented people? Or are you trying to figure out if you have any talent? Because <laughs> it's the second one I could give you a very, very succinct answer. Well, I'm about, to, I'm hoping I can prove you wrong here because I put in, it's, it's no. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into something specifically inspired by you. And uh, I will say oh, that it's so sad. Hey, you should be flattered. Okay. It's not often that I, I put six to eight hours of effort into something for you because to be honest, I mean, it, it just, uh, I, you are an arrogant asshole. Yes. Thank you. <coughs> All right. Anyway, like I was saying, I put something together and uh, it is inspired by you and your story. This falls under parody for United States copyright purposes. So it's in the clear. Josh's life was very tough in the bedroom. He just couldn't get it up. It was his doom. Nuclear tinkering. And it made his thing. Yak cheese. Ew. Every day he's jacking out that yak cheese. Ew. Sometimes tasting when he wants a snack cheese. He eats his own semen. This is the strangest kind of science. It's an act of pure defiance. What can he do? Just shoot out that yak cheese. Ew. I hate What's this. that wad inside of her? It's yak cheese. Ooh. Ew. Super hard, not soft like Prius. Life is more because now we see it's yak cheese. Ew. <laughs> You're welcome. There, there's a certain level of intimacy, which we have not reached, by the way, where one of your friends writes a song about your dick. <laughs> not cool. The moment I heard the drums, I thought to myself, oh no, this song is absolutely about Josh's penis. That <laughs> was the drums that gave it away, huh? Yeah, it was the drums. Okay. Look, I mean, if you're willing to talk about irradiating your penis during the show, I mean... Eh, he was talking about not? cancer, you asshole. Be sensitive. I do talk about my dick a lot. Yeah, it's fair game. Fair enough. It still makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> the fact that you thought about it that much. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, somebody has to. Yeah, actually, you know, if someone thought about my dick as much as Dr. Chris thinks about yours. You spent six to eight hours writing a parody song about (laughs) me ejaculating. (laughs) You should be flattered. I don't even spend that much time jerking off. If you spent six to eight (laughs) hours jerking off, I'd give you some advice. There's ways to shrink that time down. It was more in the tweaking of the audio. I pretty much wrote the lyrics in like, I don't know, 15 minutes. Did you have to use the word tweaking? (laughs) So it wouldn't have taken as long if you didn't spend so much time tweaking. (laughs) If I didn't spend time caring about the audio. A a tweaker is a common term for a meth head, by the way. Oh, that, that works. Or jacking your dick. I guess if you've got a very small dick, you tweak it. If you got a big dick, you twonk it. Well, I mean, I, I yeah. I mean. Either way, this is fucking weird, and we should move on. <laughs> Doctor Tom, you let me know before the show that you may have found another uh, advertiser. Yeah. Uh, long story short, someone said they like your voice. I'm not familiar with the product. You're not familiar with the product. They want you to say something about it. Pretend you are. Okay, I'll give it a go. Hello, my name is Dr. Chris, one of the key contributors here at the Aural Malpractice Podcast, and unarguably the most important. But I'm not here today to talk to you about my irresistible charm, or even my gargantuan, panic-inducing penis. No sir, today I'm stooping to the level of you, to spread the gospel of a new and amazing product that could drastically change your life for the better. This segment is not about the meat missile I stow between my legs or its propensity of pleasing the ladies and sometimes violating the Geneva Convention. Always having to carry around a metric ton of feminist meat envy can sometimes be a bit daunting. If there was a product that would allow me to perhaps reduce it temporarily at opportune moments, that would save me a lot of locomotion issues as I plod my pelvic pulverizer from place to place. Then I could reserve the full might of Altor Thunderdoom, one of my penis's favorite names for it, for more respectable purposes. That product is the Good Cop, Bad Cop Personal Defense and Sexual Relief Device. But before moving forward, I think it's fair to disclose that I am wholeheartedly impressed with their skill for research in regards to me, my penis, and what my penis likes to be called. We live in a world surrounded by technology. Why not take a look inside your purse right now? I'm willing to bet you have your smartphone, of course, but also a 30,000 volt stun gun for personal protection. And then right next to that, a 30,000 watt personal massage device for other needs. What if someone could take those last two devices in your bag and combine them into one? Enter the Good Cop, Bad Cop 2-in-1 Personal Defense and Sexual Relief Device. (laughs) With the Good Cop, Bad Cop 2-in-1 Personal Defense and Sexual Relief Device, you are guaranteed to be safe and satisfied no matter your location or destination. Getting mugged while masturbating at work again? Just a quick flick of the dial and you'll charge your dildo with enough voltage to make a would-be assaulter go bald in an instant. Not only will they not see it coming, they won't see you coming either. Don't just take my word for it. Take the word of Wayne S. from Undisclosed Location, Mexico. This is what he had to say. This maniac came out of nowhere with a big knife and started threatening me to get in the car and drive him to Mexico. So I reached for my good cop, bad cop, personal defense and sexual relief device and fired at him full blast. The funny thing is, I turned the dial the wrong way, so instead of delivering 30,000 volts of high voltage pain straight to his nipples, I just made him feel really, really good. 
We're dating now, and we built a happy little life here in Mexico as cartel bagmen. I love my new fake name and don't even miss my kids. Here's another testimonial from Edith Finnegan, a 94-year-old retired homemaker. I will read this testimony using my best old lady voice. I was at home the other day, just watching Matlock like I normally do, <laughs> while I was waiting for my rubber sheets to dry, and Mr. Matlock was looking just a little bit more scrumptious than usual. And I was feeling like a dumpling in the oven at, I don't know, 200 degrees maybe. So I grabbed my good cop, bad cop, two-in-one personal defense and sexual relief device and started pickling the old cabbage. So I'm getting to a good spot in the whole climax plateau and Mr. Matlock is right in the middle of a really exciting car chase. Then at the same time, this big man in a mask just barges into my house and I know he's up to no good. So I try and get my device to the bad cop defense setting, but the switch is flimsy and it's all covered in margarine and astroglide and I'm fighting with the switch and I hear the man just start screaming like bloody murder. So I don't think I was able to switch the stun gun on him. And then he threw up a few times and ran screaming away. And I got to keep watching Matlock in my own special way. So I'm one satisfied customer. So don't take it from me, Dr. Chris, with my enormous IQ and penis that dwarfs most objects in our solar system. Take it from Wayne and Edith. Now excuse me, I think I have some personal business to attend to. <laughs> well, that was the thing. With uh, the old lady jerking off. Let's move on. of jerking off um dr josh <laughs> you, you have a certain Ooh. level of interest and expertise in a certain area so i'm gonna play the open and we're gonna get right into it i'm dr josh and i've got the lowdown on animal dicks animal dicks animal dicks dicks of an animal animal dicks big and burly tiny and cute short and fat animal This episode of Animal Dicks is brought to you by Dr. Tom mechanically finger-banging old ladies in the back of his filthy 93 Dodge Caravan. He may be an emotionless automaton, possibly sent here from the future, but from what I've been told, his malleable, liquid metal fingers and unending stamina more than make up for it. The best part is, you can't get arrested for solicitation because he's not an actual human. Hello and welcome to Animal Dicks. You're an animal dick, you asshole. Where we immerse ourselves in the surging ocean of knowledge surrounding the topic of bestial phalli. So, open up your intellectual buttholes and let the gaping commence. 
Today's episode is actually a callback to a conversation from this podcast regarding a particular circumstance in which Dr. Chris stated that he would, in broad daylight, right in his front yard, cover himself in Gorilla Glue and dive headfirst into an elephant's <laughs> asshole. I remember that. From there, Dr. Tom brought up an interesting point about my possibly being an elephant masturbator, which, of course, is a dirty <laughs> lie. But that did get me thinking. Are elephant masturbators a thing? It turns out, yeah, they are. You can masturbate an elephant. But just like Dr. Chris, the only way to get them off is to shove your arm up their ass all the way to your shoulder and give that prostate a vigorous massage. You might be asking, why is that the only way to masturbate an elephant? Well, let's hold off on that one for a second. The last thing we want to do is impulsively shove any of our body parts into an elephant's or any other animal's asshole like depraved sex freak Dr. Chris would do. Here on Animal Dicks, we value the opinions of experts instead of just randomly trying shit out with driveway elephants. And when it comes to fisting, experts agree that the best approach is to start slow and work your way up to it. Let's start with the basics. If you're Dr. Chris, your first question when presented with an animal of any sort is to ask what you can shove into their asshole. Most people just want to know how big their dicks are. So how big is an elephant dick? According to National Geographic, the average length of an elephant penis is about two meters and it weighs 55 pounds. God damn it. Those dicks are as tall as a whole man. If that's not enough, and if it's not, seriously, what the fuck? Well, this rabbit hole goes a hell of a lot deeper, like fucking shoulder deep. Elephant dicks are nimble and strong as fuck. They are prehensile, which means they have the ability to grab and hold things just like an elephant's trunk, which is fucking terrifying. They use their dicks as a fly swatter, an itchy stomach scratcher, and apparently as an extra goddamn fucking leg, whatever they need to lift a foot off the ground. Now you may be thinking, that's not so bad. If I had to be around an elephant, I'd be fine as long as they didn't get horny a lot. Oh, you naive simpleton. You want to know what makes elephants horny? Everything. These enormous perverted pachyderms get boners from taking a piss, sparring with other male elephants, and sometimes just randomly for no reason. Because why the fuck not? Baby male elephants even get a boner when they're sucking on their mama's titties. Jesus fucking Christ. And... You know what happens when elephants get horny? Well, according to National Geographic, their testosterone goes fucking bonkers. I read an article where they tried to get close to a horny elephant, and it went psycho and tried to kill everyone. Now, if against all reason, you're still dumb enough to be thinking, Yeah, Dr. Josh, I know these elephants are crazed, maniac, sex monsters, but how do I masturbate one? <laughs> and why do I need to fist it? The reason, you fucking moron, is because, as we just fucking discussed, a horny elephant will fucking kill you. Also, stimulation makes elephant dicks twitch all over the goddamn fucking place. So you'd end up getting fucking brained by a six-foot elephant cock. In conclusion, if I haven't made this extremely clear already, you assholes, stay the fuck away from elephants. How do you become an expert in fisting? Is there a school? Is this a four-year degree? <laughs> Will Joe Biden give me $10,000 to get a loan for this class? I'm not the expert, man. I just went on the internet and looked up a bunch of stuff about elephants. I didn't want to push our luck with YouTube, but I did have a clip of oh, what gosh. it sounds like for an elephant Ooh. to be masturbated, which was disgusting. Uh, we can share it. Uh, had a lot of like <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds. You know what I mean? Is that the person doing the work or is that the elephant? <laughs> they have to pull shit out of its asshole first, too. <laughs> 
and it was like some uh person from uh like a southeast asian country so bangladesh they were like screaming at each other in asian asian is not a language what are the japanese gonna do all i'm saying is if i walked around all the time with no pants on i feel like a modest breeze would make me significantly hornier than it normally does Oh, okay. That's uh, okay. more than we needed to know. Um, talk about his dick all the time. Can I talk about my own dick for once? You guys never talk about my dick. My dick goes to 11. I mean, I'm assuming there's something in your programming for that. Would you love to be able to jack off an, and, and just like expel an object that could then throw a hobo across the room? It's like a really fucked up Spider-Man. What would you name that? I don't know. You tell me. I, I have no clue. Prehensile semen, man. It's, it seems like a lot. The Jizz Wizard. Jizz wizard. Jizz wizard. Ejaculator. The jizz wizard. Ejaculator. Jizz wizard. Dick Jackman. Seaman cop. Can it be played by Hugh Jackman? Of course. I bet you that guy masturbates like a champion. Club Mabel is the most diverse upscale adult entertainment facility this side of the Quantapusset River. Come for the great beer and happy hour specials and stay for the amazing performers who prove that sexy comes in all shapes and sizes. Alright guys, head on over to stage one to see an amazing girl remove her clothes using nothing but her feet. Give her a hand because she doesn't have any. It's Jenny! <laughs> Ladies, we have a special surprise for you on stage two. Check out Hopping Harry! He's a single amputee who's out to prove that he still has more than one leg to stand on. Give it up for <laughs> Harry. I've had enough of this. Last, but certainly not least, check out stage three for the unique talents of Buxom Betty. She may be a well-rounded gal, but just wait till you see the bazookas she is packing. Watch out in the front row, because when Betty starts shaking her double cheese, she can be quite a knockout gal. Literally. Give a big Club Able cheer for Betty! And ladies, stop by Club Able on Thursday nights to see the vasectomy dancers. These guys may be firing blanks, but they are still packing plenty of heat. So come check out Club Able, just three blocks from the Nice Cans Plaza. Club Able. Adult fun for everyone. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. Somebody call Brick Scotch and kick them the fuck out. We're going to go from this train wreck to asking a very important question, and that is, which is worse? And now it's time for which is worse? <laughs> thank you very much dr chris i got a couple i think one of them is going to be a little quick so the other one's going to be a little um it's going to be rough and uh i really want to hear what you guys think when you're in a situation that's uh really life-changing when you think about it so the first which is worse is you're in a situation where you've been driving a long time you've been on the road you got to go to the bathroom so you stop at the next rest stop, you go to a public bathroom, you sit down on the first toilet you find, and it's fucking freezing. It's like zero degree toilet, ass sticking to it, fucking terrible. 
But let's turn the situation around a little bit. That happens. You sit on that freezing public toilet or you sit down and the public toilet is really, really warm and perhaps a little bit sweaty, like about 98.6 degrees worth of sweat, but your butt doesn't stick to it. What do you think is worse? Okay, so for one, yes, the toilet seat is cold. and For the other one, it's wet and hot. Well, room temperature. It's comfortable to sit on and it's a public bathroom. Okay. I've been camping where there are plenty of like latrines and stuff where it's been super cold. So rather than having something super hot and wet, uh, I take the freezing ass toilet. Super hot and wet. For me, it's like either way, I'm bringing in my my toilet towel to sit on. You have a toilet towel? Yeah. I'm not letting the government get my shit. Wait, so you keep the what? Hold on. How does a toilet towel work? You put it over the toilet. And shit into it. <laughs> like, so what's the you tensile, take it with you. What's the tensile strength of this thing? Do you just, you rub it across the toilet, you shit into it? Is the, is the shit still touching your ass when you fold up the towel? Oh, I mean, it's just a terry cloth towel. You kind of shove it in there a little bit. Well, terry cloth, you could be washing a car with that. But instead you're shitting into it. I'm really confused right now. Like, I really thought this one was going to flop, yeah. but then you just, you pull this... I've never thought to myself, I could be washing a car with this <laughs> <laughs> while I was shitting into a towel. <laughs> I'm still, you, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure this out. So it, there's not much to figure out. He brings a terry cloth towel with him wherever he has to shit in public. So that way the government doesn't get a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens if you have to shit twice on a long trip? Do you use the same towel? I know this is going to sound wild to you. It already does. But but it's not going to get any better. I bring more than one towel places. If you're in a hotel, do you That's where I get them. <laughs> okay. All right, fair. That's that that is fair. That that's where I would get them too. <laughs> you then you just dump the the shit in a plastic bag. But where do you Okay, so if the government's trying to steal your shits, uh, when you're shitting in public, where do you put them? I think that's classified. If I told you that, it would kind of defeat the purpose of collecting cool. it. But, but like, I don't, I, I don't think the government needs a whole lot of your shit. I mean, I also have a lot of other enemies. You know, I, I'm just going to say I'm glad. Did the... you just say that you don't think the government cares about no, my shit? No, I don't. I really don't. That is what they want you to think, you <laughs> fucking sheep. I think you're going a little too far. No, no. Like, this is why Dr. Josh has dedicated waste disposal facilities at his own private residence or residences. Like, I'm not this convinced. Is that he's- I don't think that's something he does. I think you're covering for him. I think he just, like, sits in a giant weird shit house where he just shits in his own place, collects his shit, brings his shit back to his shit place because he's so concerned about his shit, he probably still sells his social security number to every freaking Russian on the planet, but he's still there collecting his shit because he's worried that the government's going to steal his corn. I don't know what the fuck he's doing with it. You're not thinking this through, Tom, because you can also use it as fuel. Shit? I mean, people have been doing that for years. Not to mention the unique forms of fungi that are known to grow on shit, also known as shit fungus or, uh, you know, poo fungus. I've heard all sorts of ta- terminology. You don't need to get all these crazy scientific terms on wait, us. Wait, wait, hold on. I was expecting some sort of, like, <laughs> scientific <laughs> term. That's true. And you came out with shit fungus. 
As if, as if that's what the scientists named it. They literally contradicted each other. <laughs> well, I don't know the specific. Well, fungi usually there's a nomenclature. Family. It would be like fungus shititis. I'm just glad that this uh, witch's worst question at least went into the toilet, stopping at the rest area. Because I thought that I, I thought that Doctor Tom would say, like, what would you do if you're you're stuck? In on like a really long ass road that had no rest stops and you just had to shit. What would you do? And here are your two options. Yeah, I thought that too, Chris. But then what we ended up with was, do you prefer warm or cold toilet seats? Why is the seat warm? That's the question. You know why the seat's warm. Does that bother you? Yeah, that's that's kind of why I'm not using the warm seat. No, no, it's too late. You sat cold on it. Cold seats are refreshing. Yeah, they are. Nobody takes a temperature gun to the seat of their toilet. But you gave me the choice. No, 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 no. You literally I asked gave you, me the choice. I asked you which was worse. I didn't give you a choice on which seat to sit on. You already sat on the seat. Wait, so I get to say which is worse, meaning the wet, hot seat is worse, but now you're yeah, forcing- do you want a hot, wet seat or do you want a cold, dry seat? But now you're forcing me to sit in the hot, wet seat. All right, I don't want to be in the hot, I'm wet seat. I'm not going to force you to sit in a hot, wet seat. I would never do that to you i respect but, but you you're too putting much. me on the hot wet seat right now i'm putting you on the hot seat but it's not necessarily wet look i'm just saying i prefer the cold if seat. it's wet it's your own fault you sweaty piece of shit for once i i think i agree with dr chris really i would also prefer the cold seat why i don't want to sit on a wet seat yeah nobody wants to sit in somebody else's ass sweat number one i would be speculating the whole time as to why it's wet exactly but also, I don't want someone else's sweaty DNA on my towel mingling with my poop to potentially <laughs> reproduce somehow. What? He doesn't want to contaminate the sample, okay? Weird. A lot of times my ass is going to be sweaty to start off with. So, nice, cold, dry toilet nice. seat. Could be worse. Yes, it could be. The only downside would be if it's so cold and my butt's so sweaty that my butt freezes to the towel. And then when I stand up, the shit goes right into my pants. Ooh, that would not be good. Or it goes right back up your ass again, and it's like you never shit in the first place. That's that's <laughs> fucking weird and not possible. I'm going to disregard that you said that. <laughs> I knew a guy who used to cart horses like across the country, and you can only transport horses for a certain amount of time a day. There's regulations around that. So to get to maximize the amount of time, he would intentionally wear adult diapers, and if he needed to, he would piss himself and shit himself until he hit that max time. That sounds like one of your oh, friends. Oh, I didn't say he was a friend. I said I just knew him. Definitely not a friend. <laughs> I never considered horses to be that important. Oh, there's Stinky Ronald the horse guy again. Stinky Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> Stinky Ronald. Sounds like a folk hero. Don't put your dick on the cold toilet seat. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't put it on the warm, wet one. That's where herpes comes from. I don't know why you do that. Maybe you're trying to wipe it off. Maybe your dick's too big to fit in the toilet. I don't know. Why are you putting your dick in the toilet? Have you ever used a toilet before? <laughs> Somebody might do that. You don't insert your penis know. into the toilet to piss in the toilet. I'm sorry, but if you have a foot-long penis, it's either it's resting on the toilet or it's resting in the toilet, okay? No, you fold it upwards and you let it aim down. It but just, then, it does, uh, no, I mean, you stand away from the toilet and hold it out in front of you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but what if you have to pee while you shit? You pee on the wall. <laughs> it's not your wall. It's a public toilet. 
Just avoid backsplash, yeah. aim it towards the corner, see if you can arc it over into the next freaking stall. And if it's cold enough, skating rink. <laughs> Ooh. That would be the grossest game of hockey ever. Ooh. Hockey arenas are not nearly as big as I thought they were when I was younger. Everyone's smelling it. Tom, they're the same size as every sports arena. That's not true. Have you seen a football arena? Indoor, you asshole. Who plays football indoors? No one. That's the point. Wait, what? what's arena football then? What about lingerie football? I think that's yes. a thing. Arena football and arena soccer. I think I need to watch lingerie for football. assholes that can't lingerie make it in regular football. major league football or soccer. Exactly. I like how every image is the backside. I want to watch lingerie hockey. Oh. That would be fun to watch. Especially when they have fights and they try to pull each other's shirts over their heads. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be so much boobs. And then when they get checked into the glass. <laughs> Hitler's pussy. What? I don't know, but I just named the podcast. I have prehensile elephant dicks like right here underlined twice, but <laughs> Hitler pussy might work really well. Fair enough. I think it would be important that it doesn't have the possessive, like Hitler's pussy. It sounds like a little weird, but Hitler pussy sounds really general and significantly stranger. Prehensile Hitler pussy. Oh, that would be scary as fuck. <laughs> a prehensile <laughs> vagina? <Ugh>. God. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Well, if it picks up and throws California hobos across the room, that's terrifying. That would be like the ultimate feminist movie. Yeah. <laughs> It really would. Has purple pubes. It's like a woman who has no control over her veg. And then she goes and she's just like super rapey. And the cops are like, I'm not going to stop her. Women deserve this. There is a literal movie called Teeth that is about a woman who has a mouth in her vagina. Is her hair purple and half her head shaved? This is a good one. You live in a world where when you live your life, you spend the first 10 years of your life in total isolation. So you get fed, and that's about it. You sit in a dark room for 10 years of your life, and then you get released. Or you live in a world where the last 10 years of your life are spent in total isolation. You get fed and stuff, but you just sit in a dark room by yourself while you die. What do you think is worse? Can I start the last 10 years now? <laughs> no. Because if I could do that for like the last 20 or 30, that'd be great. No, no, it's the last 10. But here's the thing. What ends up happening is once your last 10 years have started to the second, somebody shows up, taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, you got to go into this room now. And there's nothing you can do about it. So now what's in the room with me? Nothing. So Josh doesn't get to bring his shit towels? No, no shit towels. No shit towels. He's got to shit like a human. That's, that's, no, that's, that's, that's. Presumably I'm in jail for the last 10 years of my life because I have been lax in my shit towel protocols. <laughs> Maybe. Basically, the question is, would you rather be imprisoned as a child? For 10 years. Or as an old person? For 10 years, then you die. It is the last mm. 10 years of your life. You would die at 10 years old. What I'm saying is you've been living your life. Then all of a sudden you get that ticker for the last 10 years and you go spend it in isolation. What age does that kick off at? Whatever age you're going to die in 10 years. Wait, what, minus 10 years? Minus 10 years. Exactly. So your life expectancy doesn't get shorter. No, it doesn't get shorter, but then you know exactly when you're going to die. But how do they know? Or do they just make it up? Do you really ask God how he knows all this stuff? 
This is a theoretical situation. This is an obvious situation. You're an obvious situation. Okay, listen to me. If you spend the first 10 years of your life in complete isolation, you're going to be a feral child. That's going to fuck you True. up yeah. forever. True. Yep. Everything is dog shit after that. Okay. I'm doing the last 10 years of my life in isolation, but I don't know when it's going to start. I'm going to make it till about 50, 60, you know, however long I can manage to be a decent person. And then I'm just going to go fucking bonkers. So you're saying you've been living your whole life waiting for the time to be shitty? So basically, I don't have to be a feral child for the first 10 years of my life. And at the end of my life, I get the added bonus of getting to do whatever the hell I want, knowing that I'm going to end up in jail no matter what. But why do you see us doing something really fucking horrible as a bonus? Why wouldn't you? (laughs) I have no argument there. I'd like to think that if you spent your first 10 years in isolation, you would be- I mean, I'm not going to put a child in prison for 10 years because I'm not a horrible human being like some people. If someone spent the first 10 years of their lives completely in isolation, they'd be horrifically debilitated because that's the most developmental time of your life. But they wouldn't know any better. So the thing is, is they would assume this is life and then they come out and they see the light and they see the world and everything's so happy because they're, you know, they're broken, but they don't know that. God, you are so fucking stupid. I feel like it would make the rest of your life somehow significantly more beautiful. No, 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 that's no. a, that's no. a, that is that stupid thing to say. Just a dumb fucking <laughs> stupid, <laughs> dumb thing to say. <laughs> It's all about the perspective. I would rather live my life as a not fucked up person and then spend the last 10 years in jail. But but how can you be fucked up if being fucked up is all you know? Uh, Because you won't be able to exist in society, you dumbass. Society's fucked up. Why do you want to be a part of that? You won't be a functional person. You won't be able to hold down a job. You won't be doing... You, I mean, what are you, you going to do after, after spending 10 years of your life in complete isolation? Seriously. Yeah, you can't talk. You can't read. You can't function within any sort of family or group dynamic. You're never going to recover from that. Jesus Christ. Have you never watched Lifetime? No. No, I haven't. There are movies about this. Personally, I feel like there would be a little bit of something in the realm of perspective having lived your life in one way, having a bunch of people telling you it was wrong. And it it shows a general lack of empathy, but that's fine. No, no, it's just objectively worse to be mentally disabled. How are you mentally disabled? This is psychology. That sounds like a really insensitive thing to say. You know what? That's right, Chris. We are being insensitive. Not mentally disabled normative. (laughs) Is that the term for it? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Yes. Just because you started your first zero to 10, however much time in a clone of, or vat of clone jelly, at least you had memories implanted in you. If a kid went through When that, I was born, I was 35 years old. Yeah, because you were a fucking clone that was imbued with the memories of the previous Dr. Tom. If you spend 10 years in isolation as a child, and then you get imbued, using Chris's word, with yeah. 10 years worth of knowledge and experiences, and you don't know any better, I'd be good with that. This is not the Matrix. You don't just know Kung Fu. What I'm oh, saying yeah. is yeah, yeah, you the guys- the other two options were, were perfectly reasonable. You guys are speaking on behalf of an existence that you don't understand. 
This is the worst, which is worst. You're the worst, which is worst ever. <laughs> this is dog shit, Tom. Um, you're dog shit. Okay, you're dog shit and a shit towel. Fuck you. <laughs> it is pretty bad, actually. Go fuck yourself, you fucking dirty cyborg prostitute. <laughs> Don't get me my money. Don't make me come over there and slap the shit out of you. With his prehensile dick. Josh does not have a prehensile dick. He shits in a freaking towel. Just because he shits in a towel doesn't mean he couldn't have done something to give himself a prehensile dick. Even if it is only three and a half inches long, it could still throw you across the room. I mean, that would be like, that's like trying to grab somebody with your thumb, Chris. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot there. It wouldn't have a lot of grippage. Would you you play thumb war with your dick? (laughs) That would be a bonus. It's like if you're bored, I guess. That'd be hilarious. Like, you're like, you want to play thumb war, and then all of a sudden you just pull your pants down. Prehensile penis wars. Okay. Um, <laughs> Prehensile penis wars. All right. That's that's getting written down. <laughs> I'm, pic- I'm literally... New on Discovery Plus. <laughs> I'm literally picturing a slap fight. Just dicks flapping around at each other. Can we give them little swords? <laughs> if they can hold them. Can you hold a sword with your thumb? Oh, that could be deadly. You could have some really deadly projectiles when uh, somebody ejaculates. No, you can't ejaculate a deadly projectile without it harming your urethra. <laughs> okay, I'm pulling that out of the podcast and putting it somewhere else. That's, that is a statement of truth for the ages. Finally, after this whole podcast, we finally get to the one nugget of wisdom. Play the outro, Chris. If you like what you... I don't know why you would like this. If you're disturbed or otherwise want to send us feedback, feedback at auromalpractice.com is the place to do it. Also, send us your advertisements, ad copy, or stupid questions. We're always up for stupid questions. Take care. That would cause severe damage to your urethra. Franklin?